Francois, you're down. Good evening to you, man. How's it going? Good evening. Well, thanks, man. Well, it looks like your um, uh, uh, mic is not on. Is uh, Francis' mic on? Give me a call. I'd uh, love to find out from you as to whether or not you are living your life consciously. Uh, do you make certain choices based on how you've been conditioned by the marketing machinery out here in uh, the world? Or have you understood that there are certain things that need to be changed yeah, in your life, the way that you consume certain four foods, in the way that you sleep, your sleeping patterns, uh, in the choices that you make? Uh, is your life consciously lived or is it simply a reaction to all of the noises that are out there? Francis Yudan joins me to talk about that on 011-8830702. Your comments are um, certainly uh, solicited and I'm looking forward to your thoughts around that. Francia, uh once again, sorry, man, uh, we had a few technical issues there. Talk to me about this thing you want to talk to us about, the issue of a conscious life lived. Good evening. Um, I think we have choices to make we, um, and uh, some of the choices we make regarding nutrition and, and the life that we are living um, aren't necessarily at the best interest of what's good for us individually. I think maybe we uh, have watched too much TV, we've listened to too much advertising, we believe certain things about what we're being told and, and we don't question it and, yep. and I think we should. Uh, your introduction with, with uh, sweets versus fruit, for example, water versus cool drink, those are fundamentally very important decisions to make, and I, I think we take them very lightly. Well, you know, I made that comment because of a conversation you and I have had earlier, and I've got to, I suppose, put it out and say, listen, I, I'm also still struggling to th find out how important this really is. Right? So I, yeah, so, you know, now and again, I, have a sweet or so. I love to eat the bowen, you know. Um, but why should I be making the choice to eat, I don't know, some lychees versus that? I think uh, the essence is, is taking in of, of a product that has life and contains the life energy that, that is grown on this planet. I think the processed food is carcinogenic. I think this level of sugar creates diseases versus the natural complement of, of ingredients um, that is provided to us in a grown environment. Um, is actually what our bodies require. I think we've missed out on, on a whole lot of direction about what is important for us. Yeah. Water as an H2O is, is, has value, has life purpose versus cool drink, which is uh, an, an acid uh, derivative. Um, sugar complements diseases, things like that. So I think we've become familiar with a taste, a flavor, a look, a smell, uh, an ingredient, um, an advert, which associates to a wellness versus what is actually very good for us. Give us a call, 011-8830702. What choices do you make that are perhaps out of the proverbial grid? Um, in other words, decisions that are conscious. Uh, we've made the example here with sweets versus fruit, um, water versus cold drink. Eh? It's very uh, basic. Yeah. Uh, but you seem to be suggesting, Francois, that we should be thinking in terms of putting substances in our bodies that live in order for us to be able to have the life of those things and you speak of water is water Correct. alive yes it is it's one of the basic elements of of wind earth air um we are you know studies say 70 percent water 
um, within ourselves as a, as a physical entity. Um, if we're not taking it in, in those quantities, then we're dehydrating ourselves, we're actually poisoning ourselves, we have a pH balance um, within our stomach, within our blood, within our the content of ourselves, yeah. and, and, and not taking in enough water can affect that, taking in too much sweets, uh, sugar content will change that into a high pH versus a low pH. Uh, disease grows in, in that circumstance, in that environment. So I think it's very important, the decisions we make. And that affects us in so many ways. It's not just a physical thing. It becomes an emotional. Uh, the physical, we've discussed this before, brings on an emotional. There's a spiritual connection to the earth and the elements that we take in versus the, um, a carcinogenic or, or dead element that has been processed and there is no life energy. The, on a, the molecular structure of these products um, is zero from a life content. Sure. Whatever, one eight eight three zero seven zero two. do you consume death or do you consume life? Eh? I suppose that's the question that we need to be asking ourselves uh, this evening. Should that perhaps be the approach that we have when thinking and talking about the way that we deal with our nutrition, the way that we deal with our exercise patterns, the way that we, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm throwing in the exercise patterns in this situation because the, there would be an argument that says that when you go and you exercise in a gym, for example, you are consuming death because you are, and I know you work in gyms, you know, but that you are in that sense consuming death because you're not climbing on a mountain. You're not walking on a pathway. You're not, uh, you're not breathing uh, real air. It's air-conditioned air. Uh, that's the question that I would ask about the way that we exercise. But I'm also asking the question about the principle that we should be holding in the approach of the nutrition that we imbibe and consume, uh, that the fundamental principle should be look for something that is as close to its original life as possible versus something that has been processed over many, many processes. And I'm saying this, uh, Francia, because I've heard people say uh, that some of the water we drink has been through people more than 18, 20 times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Correct. Uh, how alive is that water? I'd like to take your calls around this. And is that the principle by which you live? That you put things inside of yourself that are as close to their original life as possible. Uh, and how is that working for you? 0118830702. Talk to me about that. Uh, and again, I'm going back to the, to the uh, analogy of exercise. Some people would argue that uh, you know, when we do the gym thing, we might be uh, very close to the cold drink versus the water thing. I think it's, it's a great analogy. Uh, and to some degree, it's very true. Unfortunately, the, the location, the proximity, the safety, the, the, the convenience of a gym facility creates the opportunity to get a wellness or become a wellness uh, product. Um, it's, it's, it's the wellness idea versus a bodybuilding idea. You know, it's, it's what supplements am I taking in the gym in order to get well. So I think the perfect world is, is spent outside. The perfect world is, is not having to, you know, watch too much TV and spend all my life working and, and try create that balance. I think the gym analogy is, 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 is relative because where else do you go? Where else can you go and exercise? At yeah. five o'clock in the morning, you're not going to go and walk around the streets of Joburg uh, even in the suburbs, you know, there's a safety issue. There's, there's, uh, what can I do in in a suburb? There's no hills to climb. There's no mountains to climb. It's not yeah. a practical environment. Yeah, the gym suits that and it serves that purpose. But to some degree, it's true. It's not, it's not a life creating environment. You're not getting that fresh air. You, you, you know, it's not necessarily the cleanest environment, etc. Um, 
versus the nutrition, I think it's a fundamental. I think if you're not taking in the right, most basic, uh, for lack of a better way, God's given ingredients, then it, it is a false energy. Um, the gym environment, again, people take a pre-workout, for example, is caffeine-based. It's, it's one place. It's, it's got a lot of false ingredients to give you the energy, that sense of achievement. Whereas you drink a glass of water and go for a walk. Physiologically, it's a better thing to do. But uh, again, advertising, marketing, we believe that, that in, invi- in that environment is, is a better option. Um, it's not. You know, feeding my daughter uh, sweets and, and, and all these other rubbish things is not going to serve her well. It's not, gonna, it's not just the teeth issue. It's not just the sugar eth- issue. It's creating that life energy that she, I believe she needs. Um, and the promotion of that is, is fundamental. Yeah. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. How conscious are you in the decisions you make about the food that you eat, the drink that you drink, the places that you exercise at? Um, how consciously do you do all of those things? And I suppose, Francois, uh, you are going to say to me at some point that uh, we don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel here. If we just stuck to the stuff that uh, occurred naturally in life. Uh, we would be the better for it? Much better. But I think we've fallen into that cycle of, of, of science and modern technology and advancement where we believe we've made what's naturally out there better by processing it, by uh, having a concentrated version of it, by making it simpler, by giving it flavor, by adding value and additives. And cereal doesn't need added vitamins. Cereal needs to have no sugar in it. Cereal needs to be made out of uh, ingredients that are natural versus a, a filler, which is sawdust. These types of things, you know, we don't eat natural food anymore. We eat processed food to feed the masses because we live in a, in a city where else am I going to go farm? I can't produce my food naturally, so I have to go purchase it. Uh, where do they manufacture it? Where is it grown? Where, you know, the organics versus uh, farming. It, it's, a, it's a very difficult uh, subject, to be honest, to talk about because there's so many aspects. 26 minutes after 11 o'clock, Seapoint Katrihong, hi. It's a Prasbu in your case. Yeah, how's it, man? Yeah, I'm more like such conversations, and I'm not talking about you guys personally, but they usually tend to gravitate towards extremities very quickly. Because even when you talk about organic food, there's also the, what do you call this thing, carbon footprint uh, considerations, you know. And that probably everything is contaminated by everything. You're talking about water sources and, you know, even bottled water. We, we we like to think that it's somehow pure and that sort of stuff, but everything is contaminated by everything. So I'm just worried that it gets to that part where, you know, we, we get to to the extremes. Of oh, we, ha- we haven't gotten what, there. We haven't gotten there, but thank you for the yeah, warning. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah but, but you know what I mean. There are people who tend to go to, like, you know, in terms of the whole sustainable living space where, you know, basically you kind of have to, geez, you have to be living completely isolated from the real world, so to speak, in order to live that kind of life. What are you actually saying, Sipo? In other words, I hear what you're saying, that uh, we need to be, you know, walk circumspectly as we have this conversation so that we don't get to a place where we become completely hysterical about um, the reality of uh, nutrition, uh, the reality of uh, the modern life, the reality of these things. But what are you saying? Are you saying, you know, chill out, live life as it is? What are you saying? Yeah, perhaps it might be a bit of a philosophical point, but focus on creating that make life's moments worth living 
rather than trying to just sustain life. That's yeah. basically my approach to life. Anyway, and, 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 and how and how and how would that manifest itself? How would that that philosophical foundational idea manifest itself in your opinion? Like in terms of the food eating, to a reasonable extent, do what you can, but yep. don't overextend yourself and kind of feel like you're not living a proper life because you're not having something that looks like it's still you know, it's still coming straight from the ground and that sort of thing. Like, you know, sometimes you just need to be on ourselves and say, well, I'm trying to, like, for example, cut down on sugary stuff rather than say, yep. completely take it out of my system. Because, I mean, then, what's the use of life if we're going to be so hard on ourselves all the time? Sipo, in Katlehong, are we perhaps being hard on ourselves? Yes, uh, um, Francois, when, uh, when, you know, I mean, you know, I have a couple of sweets or whatever the case may be, or is that, exa- is that perhaps where the problem is, that we have given ourselves permission to indulge in certain things because, you know, that's just, you know, relax, it's life. Um, I disagree with that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think we don't make the choice strong enough for ourselves. I think we accept that, that uh, you know, uh, some sweets are okay for us. It's not actually. If you understand what a sweet is and where it comes from, and and what the base ingredients are, it's it's actually horrific. It's 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 a flavour. It's a colourant. It's a taste that's derived from, uh, you know, f- uh, the gum sweets, for example, are made from the carcasses of animals. It's 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 horrible. Um, from that point, you're ingesting the life. Oh, just say that again. If you understand where like wine gums, for example, and that's not the brand, it's the flavor, it's a yeah. soft sweet. It's, um, it's, they, they, they come, they, they, they boil the carcasses of, of, of dead animals, cows, things like that for gelatin. That's where it comes from. And that's what this, the base of those sweets oh, are. That's... It's not, where do they think sugar comes from? It's got to come from somewhere. It's, it's not just uh, melted sugar. Uh, that's far gone. That was when our grandparents were kids, where they, they that basic uh, sugar, uh, corn syrup, is is that is a very dangerous um, ingredient, and, and it's filled in everything. For, uh, corn syrup is a cancerous carcinogen, but we eat it because it tastes nice. It's got a nice flavour. I think we've let uh, ourselves so down. So you, you, you're going there where Sipo says we shouldn't go. You're saying we need to get need quite to extreme about this. We need to understand things. exactly what you're putting in your system. Ah, oh, but you're saying something differently then, yeah. You're saying we need to understand versus we need to stop eating sweets. Because if, if you understand, understand what it is, you won't eat it. Ah. If you understand where these things come from, what the ingredients are, and you make a conscious decision for yourself, for your children, you would not ingest that subject. You would not take it in. Do we understand is the question. O Did you know that when you enjoy those wine gums that you love so much when you're watching the movies... Oh, I love wine cups. I do. That's my favorite. The black ones, the red ones, the green ones. All right. But did you know that... (laughs) Okay. Let me speak to Michael in Kempton Park. Hi, Michael. Good evening to Aubrey and Francois. What an an interesting subject to to all the listeners. Aubrey, I just want to say something. I'm busy. Well, I've just finished reading a book. Well, it doesn't apply to Christians. It, uh, it's, it's called Why Christians Get Sick. Yeah. But I tell you, uh, it's uh, basically for everybody. It's written by a, a preacher in America that fell ill. Yeah. And uh, he was on the sugars and everything, and he got cancer. And he did away with, with the sugars and all, you know, the sweets and the chocolates and started eating uh, organic uh, foods. 
and also um, what as well as all the drugs that we put into our bodies, you know, that the yeah. doctor prescribes yeah. for, you, for, for everybody. All that those drugs are doing is just suppressing, just suppressing all the time. And it is unbelievable, uh, you know, what, what, you know, if you sit and think and, and actually weigh up the pros and cons of, of what we actually put into our bodies. I agree with Francois. Uh, sweets and things, it's all processed. Your margarines and that it's oil that is heated up to, that they actually burn the oil when, 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 they're, when they're manufacturing the, the margarine and all the oils in it. And then when it gets to a certain temperature, it basically goes pitch, pitch black. So you're losing all the nutrients and, and things in that so-called supposedly uh, uh, sunflower oil that they transfer, transform it into a, a margarine. And then what they do, it's cooled down, and then they put colorant in it to bring it back to that lovely light creamy yellow color. So you, what you're doing is you're putting in burnt, burnt substance, substance in, in, into your system. That is what is causing the cancer and all the illnesses that we're going through. So basically, uh, it's amazing what, 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 what has happened to me in the last, I would say, uh, two, three weeks. Yeah. That I've cut down bread is another one. Margarine is another one. All your jams is full of sugar. Uh, from, say, four teaspoons of uh, sugar in my coffee in the morning and having four cups a day of coffee, that's uh, 16, 16 spoons of sugar, teaspoons. And they weren't little uh, level teaspoons, they were heaped up teaspoons. I've brought it now, down now to maybe two to two and a half and one cup of coffee a day. And water, I'm consuming, uh, th- th- this, is, this is gospel truth, consuming at least four to five bottles of 750 millimeters of, milliliters of water per day. That is my consumption of water. And how, and how, do, you, how do you feel? I, Aubrey, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm unbelievable. I, and I'm on another product now that, is, um, that I take twice a day that is actually cleans the colon. It's, it's, it's got, got to do with all the herbs, and it is basically a fiber-related um, yeah. right. uh, substance, yes. All right, all right, Michael, I'm going to let you go. Thanks very much for your call. And I suppose the call by CPO earlier on is what is still sort of percolating in my mind, and, uh, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I've got to ask you this question, hey? Is this a fad? In other words, are, are we going through a moment in time where it is fashionable to be um, conscious about what you eat and, oh, and all of those things? Or is it? are we at a point in the unfolding of time where our very existence as a human race is in serious question if we don't really start thinking consciously about what it is that we imbibe what what do we con- what we consume and so forth. I, I do yeah. think it's fashionable at the moment to be a vegan for example yeah. uh, you know it, it's very jobbigish very uh, um, used to be cape town oh let's move to jobbig <laughs> um so there is a there is a conscious change though and i think wellness is part of that conscious change i think we're seeing it in south africa i think we're seeing it around the world in in people's awareness of self 
um, and is it, is, is it because people are are looking for a better quality of life, or is it because people are realizing that they're dying and they're sick and they're unhappy? I think it's combined. I think yeah. they realize there's this massive machine out there called corporate and government that is misleading yep. and has rep- misrepresented them on so many different fields. I do think it's it's necessary to be conscious about what's going on to be able to make a change and create wellness in yourself. And consciousness comes from understanding. It is a fad, but I do think that is that is it's the time for change. And we're experiencing that in, in so many fields. Uh, and understanding of wellness for oneself is part of that. I, I do think, uh, you know, the diseases and, and unhealth is caused from nutrition. I, I'm, I'm working with people that, that um, there's even something called a nutraceutical they're called a nutraceutical industry where they create pharmaceuticals from nutritional food stuffs. There's an industry based on what God has given us previously. So we've, we've, we've gone around in a circle creating an abundance of pharmaceuticals and wellness and medication and doctors where Mother Earth can give us those things in, in this most basic form originally. So I think there's a lot of money spinning you, around you, all of you, this. You, you probably don't have the best of relationship with our nutrition companies and so forth, you know. Um, I mean, I heard you speak earlier on about the fact that um, we have concentrated forms of whatever it is. Yes. Um, and, and I got the sense from what you were saying that the way that it occurs in nature is exactly how it should be consumed, not in its concentrated form. Uh, is that what you're saying to me? Yes, I am. I think you can find the uh, the, the cures. Because yeah, I'm thinking about amino acids. I'm thinking sure. about uh, how you get it from how omega um, omega omega oils. three oils and so forth. Get it from fish. Yeah. So so you shouldn't. If you, what I'm hearing you say, therefore, is that this concentrated stuff as it as it comes in its processed form is no longer what it was no by far they, they have oh. to process it they've got to put it in a capsule to keep it at the right temperature to have the right consistency your body might not even absorb it so so supplementation there's there's a lot of science with it uh, the protein shakes and things like this the absorption rate is is is, is understandably at most 20% and up to maybe 5%, the total of, of absorption. What are the colorants? What are the additives? What are the binding agents? What is the actual amino acid? What is the actual protein compound? Is it, is it, is it um, casein protein? Is it whey protein? Is it a concentrate? Is it an isolate? What does your body sure, but, actually but France, need? What are you saying? Dude, are you, are you advocating for a situation? Because I think that's what Sipo was trying to say. Are you saying to me that uh, we should abandon our lives in Santon and Pretoria or wherever uh, and and go and live in a farm somewhere in the Bundu somewhere. In, Wouldn't that just be a, a wonderful world? <laughs> you really are you saying that? I, I was at a farm today in Pretoria West. A uh, community of people becoming self sufficient on the land: cows, sheep, pigs, farming, uh, water, solar panels for electricity. Off the grid. We not necessarily trying to be, but very close to off the grid farming community. Uh, providing food for 500 people a day and it's becoming very self-sufficient. I think it's, it's, it's cabbages are grown on the land. Uh, carrots are grown out of the ground. The, you, you eat a carrot that's just been plucked. That's, that, that is an amazing flavored carrot. It's, it's, it's high in nutrition. And, and, and many of us have never tasted it. Have I you ever? Imagine. No. Get a cabbage leaf from the ground and eat it right there. Get a raw spinach leaf from the ground. Take, you know, shake it off, wash it, whatever. Put it in your mouth. Enjoy that flavor. That is not the spinach you get from the shops. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can make these choices. You don't have to go live the life that I prescribe. That's my choice. Um, but I think you can make choices instead of going to a takeaway because it's convenient. 
Go make an effort for yourself. Drive a little bit further. Go for a walk. Drink a bottle of water or tap water. Tap water might not be the best idea in Joburg at the moment, but there we go. Uh, you know, you don't have to have the two liters Coke because it feels good and tastes nice. You don't have to have, you know, four cups of coffee. How about a nice robust tea? How about a normal green tea? How about, you know, no flavorings? How about you, you pack your children's lunch full of a bit of a fruit and some raw vegetables and no bread and margarine? If you leave margarine outside, an animal won't taste it, won't go for it. If you leave, put a, a tub of butter with a tub of margarine on a, in, a, in a park bench, the, the, the ants will you, go for the butter. You will find it. <laughs> in a century. Will, <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be there. You, you can, will find the margarine when you, you wake up. You can oil your car with that. You, I mean, it's, it's really bad for you. And, and, and Mark was right. It, it, Michael was right. It's a, it's a carcinogenic. And that's what a lot of processed food is. You know, you can go and get, uh, you know, your, your odd moment of, 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 of moderation. You can't all live the life that I prescribe. I think we can, to be honest, but we make choices not to because I've chosen to live in Joburg. Where can I go and farm? I have to drive an hour to Pretoria to go to the nearest farm that I can get stuff from. I can go to Branston Organic Market and get some stuff. Sure, but that's, that takes time out of my day. I'm let's, let's talk about the issue of convenience, cost, right? Um, so you drive an hour to Pretoria to go and get the food that you get from a farm or whatever the case may be. Um, versus going to the pick and pay down the street. Isn't that a cost? That, that, that the cost to what life are you trying to live? Though? The cost of saving medical bills and, and medical aids because I eat food that God's given me and, and, and allowed me to eat and consume versus what a marketing machine has told me I should be eating and then I have to go to the doctor because I'm sick. Where's the rational cost to that? I, don't, I have a medical aid and I have a hospital plan, but I don't, go, I don't have a doctor. I haven't been to a doctor in 20 years. There's no need if you live the life that's, that's naturally around you. You can go to Pick and Pay and you can go get some vegetables from Pick and Pay. Sure, great. I mean, that's a great idea versus going to a takeaway and getting a, a smash, you know, meal and, and deep fried chips and all of this from, from a takeaway shop. I'm eating something healthy versus… So, so, so you're saying to me that there are degrees to which we can apply this consciousness that you're yes. trying to talk about. So uh, for you, you've made the decision that you're going to go to the farm. But for the, for the person that was perhaps uh, eating the takeaway fish and chips meal every day, perhaps for them… It is better to then go to to the Picard Pay and buy the 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 the, the, the have some the, freshness the fresh vegetables that for you sure. find at Pick and Pay. But for you, for example, you've now graduated or whatever to going to the farm and Correct. getting the stuff out of the ground yourself. We we at home have have a compost heap that we uh, put all our leftovers of the vegetables and things like that, um, and we, we we grow vegetables at home. It's it's a two me, uh, three meter by two meter square it takes up space yeah, in the garden. Of your doors, sure. I'm eating what we grow. It's not all the time, and it's a small amount, but. You know, I grow. We've we've got uh, beans. We've got uh, some some Swiss chard. We've got tomatoes. We've got uh, chilies. Things like that. I, I, I've been living this life. I promote this life. So I'm involved in different aspects, and I, I'm prepared to go drive to go get these things. Yeah. Um. You know, we don't do takeaways tonight. Oddly enough, we did that because and I had you no haven't electricity. been to the doctor in 20 years. That's something. Sylvia in Mayfair. Hi. Hello, Sylvia. Oops, what's that? Yeah, good, thanks, Sylvia. Go for it, man. Okay, I agree wholeheartedly with Francia. Yep. Is it Francia? Yes, yep. it is. Yeah, you know, I'm also like um, a health fanatic, and I'll always look through things, and um, I just don't eat anything that's got coloring in, like the margarines and the bread and stuff like that. All those things I've also just cut out of my um, 
the food. And I have dogs here at home, and if the apples are gone a bit soft or looking a bit bad, I throw them out and the dogs eat them. And they're very healthy. Sure. All right. Sylvia, thanks very much for your call. Kabonina on Twitter says, I love your guest. Only when I started understanding what's in meat, milk. <laughs> Can't read that word, Kabonina. You know who Kabonina is? Oh, you don't want Isidingo, eh? No. Because it's part of that conscious life you're living in. It's also called DSTV. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but she, uh, Kabonina, is a, 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 a health uh, enthusiast and somebody who is an advocate for conscious living. And she is absolutely agreeing with you here. She says that the key word for her is when you said it's not about trying to prescribe to people how to live but rather understanding what the stuff that we're putting in us is all about. And when we do, she suggests, that we will then make the commitment to do certain things, uh, eat in particular ways and uh, drink certain things and uh, so forth. I wish you could give me a call, Cabo. I, I really wish to hear what you've got to say about uh, uh, what Francho is saying. We're talking about living a conscious life. And I suppose the conversation has really been centered around nutrition and uh, the diets that we, we take in there. Talk to me about other aspects of life. I touched on exercise. And I suppose it's because we tend to talk about issues that have to do with your physical being and your physical wellness. I talked about the issue of saying, if I work out at a gym, yeah, and I, instead of perhaps... Uh, running in the mountains you know um could it perhaps be equated to the same sort of mentality or same sort of principle that says that i am um working out in an environment that is not alive it is air conditioned it is uh it is prescribed it is uh, almost uh, a laboratory reality rather than the real life situation where I need to breathe in the real air in order to develop the immune systems that are required for this environment. Talk to me about that. I think that's quite specific. And, and depending, let's discuss where do you come from in the first place. So, yeah. you know, am I a sedentary person? And then just getting up and walking is the next step for that person. So that's achieving a specific goal. Yeah. If, if I'm a runner, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to, I'm going to get that fresh air. Uh, you know, if, unless you're running at lunchtime and then you're going to suck a lot of car fumes. It really depends on where you start and where you're coming from. Then you can understand, you know, the next step and, and, and that level of consciousness. Going to gym is is based on convenience. It's originally based on a bodybuilding principle to look good in order to, you know, the understandably visibly healthy. It turns out that's not the case, but the industry has kind of gone past that and it created a wellness idea. Um, it's it's not safe to be out necessarily at some times of the day. So the location is specific and the creation of a gym um, supersedes all those environments into a single location where you can perform a function. I think it's necessary to be active. The World Health Organization has got a, a statistic of, of four half an hour sessions a week is, is the basic requirement for a non-sedentary lifestyle. So if they've able to come up with a statistic to say that two hours a week of movement is, is healthier than sitting, then surely more than that will be and create a, a more cons, a complete wellness concept. It's important, and we've discussed this previously, it's, 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 it's vitally important to move, to keep your body in motion. How are you going to do that is, is, is depending on location and, and, and time of availability. I get up at four, 
you know, I work in a gym generally, so the location for me is easy. I go outside and run. That's my thing. People yep. come to the gym because it, it's a practical thing to do because they've got to go to work. They've got to take the kids to school. It has to fit into the lifestyle. So the moderation aspect of nutrition is cool. The moderation aspect of, of, of the physical lifestyle is, is applicable. The other choices are, you know, watching too much TV. Other choices are massively loud music or, you know, going to the bush to get some fresh air for the weekend. I mean, pe people, you know, Joe Big things, we go to Kruger Park and, and spend the week there and we come back and life is amazing. We have that here. But, but we, we don't understand it. We, don't, we allow for the fact that this is the stress we live and we have to vacate this, period, this, this place in order to find the sanctuary of life. We can create that every day. The operative word being we've got to understand it. And I suppose that's what you're talking about, living a conscious life. Uh, in other words, doing what you do because you understand its implications and its possible consequences. All right, Kabbalah MG says, Aubrey, what Sipo meant was how awful life would be without an odd sweet here and there. He says, I can't disagree. And uh, further on in the conversation, he says, not even a sip of cold sugar, free Coke. How miserable would, li would my life be? And I suppose it is indicative of of the balances of what you know and understand versus what you believe is the real story here. Um, so like me, I, I, you know, I enjoy my sticky voice. I, you know, I, I really do. <laughs> I love a chop. You know, I mean, I do. <laughs> All right, sue me. I love the chops. <laughs> I love chicken. I love it. Okay. But you say to me that if I understood what it is that I'm actually eating. <laughs> like Kabanina, she uses another beautiful Afrikaans word, K-A-K. -K. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But if you are saying to me that if I understood the K-A-K -K that I was eating, I'd probably not eat it. Probably. If you truly understood the value of it and, and what is good for us as, as, as an entity, as a, as a spirit, as a soul, as, as a physical, um, and, and the fact that what everything, everything that goes in has an impact emotionally, things that we input, uh, the, the sight of stuff, the sound of stuff, the nutrition of the food going in, the, it all makes a difference to us and, 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 and how we um, relate to the world. Um, so I think if you understood things more specifically and understood the ingredients of things and how it was made. and yeah. the, so if you take the, the essence of life, for example, from a, you know, from a vegetarian point of view, you know, organic is, is, is quite a fad, it's quite popular because of cruelty to animals. So if you ingest an animal that's suffering, you're ingesting that suffering that's energy, suffering. Oh, then yeah, you take yeah, in yep, all of that yep. stuff. So there's that aspect, and that is a very real aspect. It's not a myth. It's, 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 uh, not, a, it's not a uh, um, um, it's not hocus crazy. pocus. No, it's, it's, that's real. It's real. Yeah. All right, let's talk to Torong in uh, Spreeview. Torong, how's it, man? Okay, how are you? Deb I'm Godfather good, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Franca. Go ahead, yeah. Yes, Franca, I think um, you are, I, I think I was your predecessor <laughs> at an organization called um, the Medicinal and Edible Gardens Association. Um, we work together. If you are Franca, the permaculturist, that I know. No, it's not. It's not, okay. Yeah, but one thing I learned, uh, it's actually not, I don't know whether you call it uh, the conscious uh, living, Actually, it's, it's, it is actually permaculture. It's a permanent culture. Mm. Um, one thing I learned out of this is I, I actually forgave a lot of my habits that I used to do. For instance, in the space of vinegar on my chips or fish, I use a lemon juice. 
And then in a space of mayonnaise, I use sometimes a 2% low-fat plain yogurt. And in a space of sugar, I use honey and, and various other things, including to get a free calcium from the pilchard and a number of other things. But yeah. I thought if you are friends for that, I know. But actually what we're talking about here. It's called, it's, called, uh, it's called permaculture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Torong, thanks very much for your call. Much appreciated. All right. Uh, um, Mehloti on, uh, on Twitter says, uh, the problem is that I am not the one buying groceries at home. I do not have the power to dictate what we consume on a daily basis. I suppose that's a, quite a reality for many, many people. Mrs. Wito, the first lady, says, of all the TV programs, content that's available to us, I'd love to see more content on how food stuff is made. Wow, that is actually quite a powerful idea for somebody who's trying to create a, a television program. You know who I'm talking about. And then um, on WhatsApp, somebody says... Uh, uh, Alistair from or Alistair from Peter Maritzburg says, just to take it to extremes, I worked at a factory in Europe that processed animal carcasses to extract fats, proteins, etc. If you knew which parts of animals' chemicals are extracted from, uh, your habits mm. and products you buy and use <laughs> would change drastically, especially the beautification products used by men and women. It's scary world we live in. You know what? I remember watching the Fight Club back in the day. Remember the Fight Club with um, with Brad Pitt and yes. um, Edward, uh, Edward, Edward Norton? Norton. Yeah, I, and then the whole thing about how they make the soap. Remember the, the yeah, 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 the boiling. I tell you, it's changed my life. <laughs> it's absolutely changed my life. All right, number two sir, on WhatsApp says, Aubrey, this show is good. We are unfortunately eating food that is poisonous. 90% of today's food is processed and degrading one's consciousness. Thank God for 30 years, I am a vegan, no, f- no meat, fish, or eggs. Then somebody else says, hi, Aubrey, if you, may, if you may ask your guests if the money we buy in shops, or if the honey we buy in shops could be the substitute for sugar. Uh, no, I I was in in a, in a in a resort uh, this last week in Machalisburg, and I just can't remember what that herb is, but it was it was a greenish sort of dried herb that was substituted for sugar. Stevia, sweet stevia. It was beautifully sweet. I'd never heard about it before in my life. But I mean, uh, this person was explaining to me that this could substitute your sugar completely, and I tried it. I even tried it in tea. Beautiful stuff. And it's here in this country. So I, I suppose I agree what, with what you're saying there, Francois. In terms of the economy and all of the things that run, that, that run the economy, if we did what the first lady on Twitter is asking us, and we created a program on television that shows people what goes in their Viennas. Oh, God. Yeah. Polony. Into the processed colonies, meat. Yeah. And we showed people what goes into the wine gums that we love so much. We showed people what goes into the, um, all of the lacquer stuff that we really like to eat. What, it, what would it do to the economy? Because I suppose the economy is run by some of these big conglomerates. What are, I'm surely asking we, for a friend. Surely we could, <laughs> we could use those resources for the, for the wellness of people. It's not just about making a buck, and, and, and that's part of the bigger picture. The, the, the conspiracy that, that I'm, I'm reading and understanding is, is 
governments and big corporates don't actually care about yeah. us as people and, and the health of us. They, they want us sick because they can charge us medical aid. They want us sick so that doctors can make money. They want us sick so they can keep processing other you know, chemicals into us. If we're healthy, we, we're, we're a force to be reckoned with. If we stand together, we are unstoppable. And, and a healthy population is, is, it doesn't need as much money. I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't you know, have to go yeah. to a, a, a place and buy medication. Kabonina is saying, uh, please ask him to touch on the palate and how violent behavior is influenced by what we eat, especially school kids, says Kabonina. And I would agree to that because you look at the animals that eat meat versus those that don't. Eh? I mean, right there is your, is your example. I'm going to have Kabonina in the, in the studio one of these days. I would love to have both of you in the studio as you speak about these two issues um, as to how... Do we see the manifestation of what we eat in our daily lives? I think it's a very powerful uh, conversation. You need to go because I need to do the politics. But ultimately, what are you saying to us? Um, understand what goes in makes a fundamental difference to who and what you are in your life. Francis Yudan, thank you very much for joining us as always. Looking forward to a great conversation next time. Uh, and we really appreciate you coming through. Thank you. All right, let's take